On today's show, 10 thoughts after 10 games Dallas Mavericks have played so far. We will get into that. We'll tell you everything you need to know about the Mavs and five thoughts on the league, too. We'll tell you why Jalen Brunson is the raisin brand of the NBA. Ooh. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Hey, hey, Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. Guess what day it is? And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com. The Brunson burner, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I don't really know how Jalen Brunson is the raisin brand of the NBA. I was just Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That was we just the latest just, cereal. You don't want to eat it sometimes, but it's good for you. It's got that fiber, <laughs> <laughs> calcium, I guess, or whatever is in even, raisins. Here's the thing with raisin bread. Vitamin when C, would, that's what I was looking for. When I was younger, I thought that this cereal was the most healthiest like thing ever. It's like, all right. If you're going to eat cereal, raisin brand is the way. It's so healthy. Brand flakes, real bold taste. <laughs> and then I get older and I'm like, it's really not that healthy. No, like, it's sugar all like, over it. Everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what? If I'm going to buy cereal, it's either that or like Special K. And I don't know. I just buy into the, the false narratives now and then you said see you later brand flakes kind of like lebron fans this episode of lockdown maps is brought to you by mcdonald's proudly serving communities since 1965 i don't think they serve brand flakes mcdonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty affordable food it's an unofficial community center a big thank you to our friends at mcdonald's for always being there i'm loving it all right on today's show like i said 10 thoughts after 10 games we will get into it from the mouse perspective from the league perspective we'll go around the gambit you brought it up first. Jalen Brunson. That's my first one. My number one thing after 10 games. Jalen Brunson is taking the next step. He is. He's mm. just he's really stepped up so far this season. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Is he an all-star? No, he's not. But he's been really, really, <laughs> he's been really, really good. Um the Mavericks, when he's on the court, are incredible. It's been like uh, 538 is a statistics website, and they have this stat called Raptor that measures efficiency. He is top five in the NBA in efficiency right now, wow. as far as like how good the Mavericks are when he's on the court. It's an incredible. He's like up there with you know Jokic and Curry and uh, Giannis. He's, it's it's an, it's an insane stat that he's up there. It just shows that when he's on the court, he's making a real big impact right now. And uh, when uh, there's a stat I'll bring up later where the Mavericks are actually you know statistically not very good when Luca's been on the court so far. The Mavericks have struggled, and part of that is because of the starting five. There's a bunch of different things I'll bring up with that. The Mavericks have struggled offensively and defensively when Luca's on the court, but when Luca and Brunson share the court, the Mavericks have a positive net rating. They have 121 points per 100 possession offensive rating, which is mm. through the roof insane. And so that combo has been absolutely great. And so Brunson taking the next step, that's my first thing. Just my first thought after the season so far. It's one of the few things we actually know about this season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would say he's, you know, probably better than Yogi Ferrell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. shout out to Is Talk and um his article in D magazine. If you read that, you'd you'd understand that joke. Yeah, but you know, when you just look at Brunson's numbers, you know, just his on off stuff, you know, he's played two hundred and eighty six minutes on hundred and ninety four minutes off. 
in those 194 minutes off the floor, the Mavericks are a minus 18 in those minutes that he is not on the floor with the offense rating a 90 and a defense rating of 109 in that. And I, it's just, it's the number one takeaway after 10 games. It's yes, they're seven and three. Yes. They're third in the West right now. Like how are whatever conclusions you want to draw about the team. But the number one thing right now is Brunson has taken a step. And if this sustains, like if this is consistent throughout the whole year, it's huge for this team on a, a multiple fronts, but big time. Yeah, absolutely incredible. The 2018 draft paying dividends over and over and over again. Um, yeah, so Brunson taking next step, absolutely a huge thing for the Mavericks. Another thing, one of the reasons why he's been so good, and we just keep saying he's good, but one of the reasons why is he's been so decisive this season. Just mm. in, he gets the ball, he does something with it. He goes for a shot, he drives and kicks. His passes has, have been really good this season. Uh, but something in that Is Talk article from, from D Magazine, um, uh, only only Steph Curry was more accurate on shots with greater than two seconds of touch time, a characteristic of self-created shots among all players who shot at least 400 of those. So if you have the ball for more than two seconds, Jalen Brunson has been incredibly efficient, almost almost as efficient as Steph Curry, who is the number one on that list. So he, he has the ball. He holds on to it. He creates something. He created something for himself. He creates something for others. Uh, and it's sometimes his decisiveness takes time to to develop. It doesn't mean that he gets the ball out quick and he's like Lonzo where he just passes the ball, passes the ball, passes the ball real quick. But he decides what he's going to do. He makes it happen. He gets into like, if you play 2K, sometimes you have to get into the animation and you get stuck with like, all right, I'm going to do, yeah. I'm going to pull this move. Brunson gets into his animation. He gets where he's going to go. And then boom, he, he makes it happen. And that's been an incredible thing to watch so far. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, th- I think... His decision making, I think his body, I think how just, I mean, this is the best we've seen him in the NBA. And yeah. now we just got to see if this is permanent, JB. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, there's not much that isn't sustainable, though. It's not like he's just been like 80% from three or something like that, right? This is stuff that he can sustain throughout the season. There's some shooting stuff that maybe could come back down to earth a little bit, and is, uh, but it's not too much, right? A lot of this, I think, can sustain throughout the yeah. season. Yeah. Uh, next thing, another one of my thoughts after 10 games. Not all seven and three teams are created equal. <laughs> this is a little bit around the league, but the Mavericks are seven and three. You know who else is seven and three? The Heat and the Bulls. The Mavericks play the Bulls tonight. Same level as team. Same if, level team. If you're right listening there. to this and watching this, so that same exact record, the Heat and the Bulls. Um, but the Heat and the Bulls are both two of the four teams that are top five or top ten in offensive and defensive ratings. So Best in offensive efficiency, best in defensive efficiency. That is the, the mark. The Mavs aren't? <laughs> the Mavs are not there. It's Golden State, Utah, and then Miami and um, Chicago. That is the mark of a team that can win a championship. There's not There's not yeah. been many teams I, I've tracked over the last, since they started counting offensive efficiency, since like 98, basically. So that's what, like 30 years or something like that? That if you're not top 12, top, top 11, top 10 in offensive and defensive efficiency, you don't win the title. It's just it just hasn't happened. There's very few exceptions, and it's usually a team that's repeating from a title of the year before because they got lazy during the regular season, right? Like yeah. it, it doesn't happen very often. So those two teams are right now on all cil- like firing on all cylinders. Miami and Chicago, Utah and, and Golden State obviously have better records than seven and three. But the Mavericks, if you're like, okay, where does this leave the Mavericks? The Mavericks are 19th in offensive rating and in 19th in defensive rating. So they're below average, like pretty far below average on both. 
it's that's why everyone's so confused about this Mavericks team. And Kirk had a good point today on Twitter. He's like, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about the Mavericks on a national scale. That's because no one knows what to make of this team right now, yeah. right? There's just not many people that can watch every single game like we do and say, all right, this is what we're getting from the Mavericks. This is what we understand about them. I, if I was just watching passing, I would have no idea what to think about the Mavericks team. Yeah, because, well, it's just still, I, I know fans don't like to hear this, but it's like, we just have to see more. Like, I think you could sum everything up by saying, I think games, I, I think the next 10 games will define this team way more than the first 10 games. Absolutely. And it's, you know, there was just a, you know, we're not going to stay here and do a whole segment on why the seven and three record is, you know, uh, deceiving, but there were some <laughs> players missing, you know, from some opponents they play. They did have a weaker schedule on that. You know, there, there was different factors that played into that, but there's still seven and three. Let's see what happens over these next 10 games. I think it was on yesterday's pod. You kind of laid that out of some, you know, games against Phoenix and the Clippers. The Chicago game is coming up tonight. Huge measuring stick game. You know, they just beat Brooklyn by like over 20 the other night. So if they could go into Chicago and beat Chicago, a really good Bulls team right now, like that's huge for this team. But if they get smacked, then we're like, all right, well, we kind of know that this is why we're not getting talked about nationally. Right, correct. And the Mavericks have been smacked by the Nuggets and the Heat and also the Hawks, right? The three like decent yeah. to good teams they've Best played teams so they far. Played. Yeah. Uh, and the Hawks actually have, have a bad rate have a bad record right now. You'd much rather be where the Mavs are and have a good record and maybe not look so good on the court than have a 100%. bad record and you maybe were like, Oh, the team's better. So yeah. All right, coming up. Let's get into some more thoughts. Ten well, I have three more thoughts on the Mavericks coming up about Luka Doncic, the starting lineup. Um Luka Doncic. and it's not all Dwight Powell's fault. I just want to make that clear. Oh, we've talked. We've we've thrown out a lot about Dwight Powell, but I want to talk about in the second segment how it's not all Dwight. Did y'all text fault. here? I'm gonna text Dwight right now and tell him that. <laughs> I'm gonna tell him that you. We'll said talk that. about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna read any of this copy they sent us because I have something that is even better for them as an advertisement. I literally yep. said the other day, this right here will write its ads for you. <laughs> Isaac and I, before we started the show yesterday, got received an email from Built Bar because we are on their email list because we really actually like these bars. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. And Coconut Brownie Chunk is back. It's back, baby. It's back. And we literally stopped. I was about to hit record on the podcast. We, we stopped what we were doing, and we went and we ordered multiple boxes. Yep. We did. We went and we just stopped what we were I doing. I went and got my wallet. I was we like, went and nope. got our wallets. Yeah, we, we had to go get it. And we came back and we ordered Built Bars instead of doing the podcast. We put off sleep. We put off this show. That's how good they are. Use the promo code LOCK15. We did. We saved money. We used the promo code LOCK15 to save money on these Built Bars. Coconut Brownie Chunk, the best flavor they've ever made. Go check it out. Built.com. Promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into some more thoughts. 10 thoughts after 10 games. I'm finishing up my Mavericks thoughts, and then we'll get into Isaac's thoughts about the rest of the league. Um, the starting lineup needs to change. <laughs> wow, this is... Let me note I mean, this. Right. This I is mean, breaking news. I'm not breaking news to anybody like <laughs> I know I'm not breaking any news to anybody. We've talked about this multiple times. I think we have multiple videos on our channel about, you know, about doing about Mavs changing this lineup, but it has to. It's been so bad in multiple, actually, multiple different instances of it. But um, they're seven and three, Nick. Why do they need to change it? <laughs> the Mavericks starting five when with Luca, Porzingis, Tim Hardaway, Dorian, and Dwight has played so far 29 minutes in first quarters, just in the first quarter. So not 
in total get in total in the game just in first quarter. So basically to start the game, they have a negative 20 net rating. That means they're getting outscored 20 points per 100 possessions. And usually an NBA game is like 100 possessions. So that's basically just saying this team is getting smoked every time they go out on the floor. If you take Luka, Hardaway, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dwight Powell, and you switch out Porzingis for Bullock, that, that team has played 13, that lineup has played 13 minutes so far in first quarters, just in first quarters. That lineup has a negative, has a net rating of negative 57.7. Wow. It's bad, man. That's, <laughs> they're getting smoked by 57 points per 100 possessions in the first quarter. They got to change something up, right? Like they, they got to switch it up. It, and I'm going to say, I, I already said, I'm going to make the case why it's not all Dwight Powell's fault. But they got to take out Dwight Powell. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, wait, where are you going with this? <laughs> like, they, they do. They have to change. It's it's become so obvious. And uh, I think Kevin Gray asked Jason Kidd after practice on Tuesday, what have you thought? How would you evaluate the big men so far on your roster? You've used a bunch of, you know, we've played a bunch of different ones. And he's like, Dwight's done a good job in energy and what he's brought, you know, in the pick and roll. And I'm like, those are good talking points. But he's not been good. He sets good screens. Sometimes he doesn't even do that. No, he does do that. Are you? He plays really well with Maxi. I feel like we've seen this before. We've seen lineups work with him and Maxi together. It feels like there's a natural bench unit that you just put Dwight in the Willie you know, role off the bench, and then you have this Brunson, Frank, Maxi, Dwight, whoever you want to throw in. Like if it's Sterling Brown, if it's Reggie Bullock, if Reggie starts in place of you know Dwight or. Would you start Sterling Brown in place of Dwight? Um, <laughs> Not right now. Are you sure? I don't think so. Okay, but I mean that that I, I feel like that's a natural bench unit. That like that's the type of role for Dwight, right? Like it's the same conversation we've had with Dorian, Jalen, Maxi. These guys when they're playing thirty five minutes as a starter in some of these big games, and people are like freaking out and be like, "Oh my gosh, Dorian sucks!" and like all of a sudden, like, "No, no, no, yeah. he doesn't suck." It's just maybe. 35 minutes as a starter maybe that's not his like ideal role can he be like an actual role player and so i think that's the dwight powell dwight powell doesn't suck it's just i just don't think him starting as a starting center in the league playing over 30 minutes a game is the right role for him and he plays well with maxi correct and the fix would be some people would say well who should start then if it shouldn't be dwight powell it should be Maxi, or it should be KP alone as the five, right? But both of those guys, Maxi and KP, have missed time with injury. So yeah. you understand some of these, right? Like, I'm not calling for, all right, they have to start Boban. They have to start Willie. They have to start Moses. I'm not calling for that exactly just yet. Um, and so some of this has been because of injury and because of necessity, and I understand that. But so far, so far, it's just not working. I would try Moses instead at this point. <laughs> like, they need to try something else, something different. Or just put Boban in. Just start Boban. You might as well just... Especially just to start the game because they're just getting smoked to start games. Um, but yeah, they have to change something in the starting lineup. Uh, two more thoughts. The Sheesh. Mavericks are 7-3. and three, And the numbers are awful when Luka is on the court. This is one of those thoughts where you're like, this is just a thought and I have no idea what to make of it. Luka Doncic on the court so far. They're, get, team, they're getting outscored by almost 10 points per 100 possessions. Which is just, it's just a really weird thing to see. The, the offense is not efficient. The offense is not good. Luca is out there basically making everything himself, making everything happen. 
And uh, when Luca's off the court, which is the bench unit, the Mavs bench has been carrying them through some of these games, and uh, it's it's very much very apparent. That's just so that's just a thought, not a point even. <laughs> just a yeah, I mean, I don't really have a lot to add to that off the top because I didn't research uh, this Mavs angle of this one. But I mean, it's just that just shows me that they haven't found the right combinations to put around him. Nope. And that's I'll just leave that at that. And that's that. We kind of went over that. All right. So, but it's not all Dwight Powell's fault. This is my case for that. <laughs> is Luca, that your fifth point? Luca, this is my fifth point, my fifth and last point. Luca on the court with Dwight Powell. Negative 10 net rating. So they're getting outscored Ooh. by 10 points per 100 possessions. Luca on the court, Dwight Powell off the court, negative 8.6. So it doesn't get that much better, right? There, there's still some things that this team has to figure out. There's still uh, the offense gets better, the defense gets worse, basically, with, with, you know, Luca on and Dwight Powell off. It's not all Dwight Powell's fault, but he has become this huge scapegoat. <laughs> the Mavericks do need yep. to make some kind of move and flip some things around, basically, right? Yeah, I mean, he's been the easy, you know, easy scapegoat for a lot of people, on, yeah. especially on Twitter, and that's what a lot of people judge, um, you know, Mavs fans off of is the small, you know, community on on Twitter that represents Mavs fandom. <laughs> Let's go. We've done that for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Coming up, let's get into some NBA thoughts. Five thoughts about the the NBA so far. A lot of teams have done have played 10 games so far. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports, including college basketball. If you're into college basketball, they got a whole bunch of stuff you can put money down on. Use the promo code LOCKED. Uh, locked on, and you can get a 50% welcome bonus to your first deposit. Check out a lot of their NCAA odds. They got some odds right now. Let's see, Wednesday, what games are coming up? We got uh, an incredible amount of games. <laughs> just so just so many games that you can watch. Detroit at Wyoming. Wyoming, a five-point favorite. Florida Atlantic at New Mexico. Florida Atlantic, a road favorite, two and a half points. Wow, that's a steal right there. Michigan, a 16-point favorite at home against Buffalo. If you're thinking Michigan can't pull it off, or if you're t- or, or if you're Tim Hardaway or Trey Burke, and you're listening to this, go ahead and put some money down on Michigan. Uh, there you go. Check it out. Bet online. Use the promo code Locked On. Fifty percent welcome bonus to first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's get into some more thoughts. You got five thoughts about the NBA after five games. Also, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. Remember, Lockdown Maps is free and available on all platforms. Make sure your second listen today is Lockdown Bets, hosted by your boy Q, your one-stop daily shop for all your gambling needs. Yeah, so, well, one, after 10 games, you said five games, but we kind of split this pot of... What do hey, numbers mean? <laughs> what do numbers mean? Um yeah, Nick took five you know things about the Mavs after ten games. I took five things about the league after ten games. Since pretty much every team is around that ten to eleven game mark. My number one thing, uh, just right off the top, is the West seems wide open, and I think going into the season, you know, take set the East off to the side. Going into the season, it was you know obviously the Lakers. However, you thought about Russell Westbrook that addition that fit. Then you had, you know, Phoenix. Can they get back to the finals again? Utah's going to be a good team. There's a lot of different opinions on Golden State, Denver, Clippers, you know, the injuries to Kawhi, Jamal Murray, all of that. And I think now more than ever, I'm going to talk about Golden State after this, but I just, it just seems like anything could happen in the West. Like Golden State's nine and one. 
you know, Utah is seven and three. Dallas is seven and three. Utah played last night, so probably have you know a different record. I think they're eight and three now, probably after beating the Hawks. But you know, that's what the top of the West looks like. Phoenix is up there. Memphis is up there. So it just seems like now more than ever, the West does seem just wide open right now. There's not a team where you look at and you say, "Ooh, um, I, there's no way the Mavs can beat that team," or <laughs> "There's no way that that you know that team can get beaten." Basically, maybe it's this is not just a Mavs conversation, but. That Jazz team, that Warriors team, if the Mavericks get back on track, if the Mavericks hit shots, they can beat yeah. anybody. If they're if they if they're hitting shots, they can hit they can beat anybody. They really can. They were beating that Clippers team last year with Kawhi and all that. But yeah, yeah. Lakers have looked bad. Everybody else is, I mean, just all over the place. Yeah, it's like if the playoffs started right now, like I don't I don't know if the I don't know if there's a series right now in the West that if the playoffs started right now, that I would say, uh Dallas just doesn't have a shot in this. Yeah, one. like no like shot at all, right? Like I, yeah. they wouldn't be favored against the no, Suns, yeah. the Warriors, the Jazz. They wouldn't be favored against any of these teams. But exactly, they wouldn't be favored. But I'm not sitting there saying there's no chance in the world. My second point to this, and it's probably contradicts my first one, but in both conferences, Golden State and Miami, they look legit. Like those, I mean, some vet teams. I think Golden State. Let's just leave Miami to Miami, but. The Golden State situation going to the season, it's like, all right, we, we kind of knew the top. It's like, all right, a lot of people thought the Lakers, Phoenix, Utah, some iteration of those three at the top. And then you had this whole group of teams, Golden State kind of in that Dallas group. And the whole big question is, man, can can Golden State like hold like hold the ship afloat until Clay gets back? And they're not just like floating, like they are they have the like the sails set. They're going fast right now. They're one loss right now. Was that overtime game against the the Grizzlies? <laughs> Remember that crazy Dang, overtime yeah. game? Uh, yeah, that's their one loss right now. They beat the Lakers, Clippers to start the season. They beat Memphis, or they lost to Memphis that game. Um, they don't have the best like win profile. If you're just looking at a team of like, oh, they've beat some really good teams. Now we just went over how there's not a lot of good teams right now, but uh, their wins against Sacramento, two wins against Oklahoma City. Uh, Charlotte, New Orleans, Houston, Atlanta. Like, there's just there's not a ton of good wins there, but they are taking care of business, and they're top ten in both offensive defensive rating. They're doing yeah. their thing. Steph is, uh, you know, carrying that offense fifty points the other night that Candace Parker correctly uh, predicted, which was incredible. They're getting contributions from Poole and Wiggins, and obviously Draymond leading the, that defense. And uh, yeah, they've been awesome. If the, yeah, I mean, if they can continue that and then bring Clay back, Wiseman, they're still the. They're going to be in the race for anybody who hits the trade market, trade conversations. They have random pieces and young guys. Like they're fascinating. They're a lot of fun to watch. I mean, I think we've both been huge fans of like watching them play yeah. basketball and stuff. And, and this softens the Clay Thompson return. This is, that doesn't yeah. make him as desperate for him to just come back right away, right? I mean, yeah, sure they could lose the next nine and be five hundred, but. Uh, this is really softens it where he doesn't have to come back. Hey, come back because we're floundering right now. We're not even in the playoff race. Yeah, and it shows you too, like when you have an infrastructure like that and you just make the right signings, like the stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, and they stay healthy, but like the Bielitsa signing, like that, that such an incredible fit. And it's like that's the type of around the edges signings that, you know, kind of make your team what it is. So, okay, next one. This was actually my most improved player pick for the year. I'm feeling very confident after 10 games. Mm. John Moran has really taken the leap. This guy, I mean, you look at his numbers last year. He averaged 19.7 assists last season. He shot 30% from three last year. 
right now after 10 games, he's up to 26 points a game, still a seven assist a game, but 36% from three, 48% from the field. They're six and four. They're right there in the middle of the playoff picture in the West. I get it. It's 10 games, but still, and highlights and like eye test and all that too. He's so much fun to watch. I love that guy. Like if we did the, who's your favorite players outside of Dallas to watch play basketball? Like he's probably in my like top five or six players. I love watching him play. He'll explode to the rim on something like once a game or twice a game where you're like, oh, like it's Derrick yeah. Rose-esque, right? Where he well, just explodes to the rim. I seen somebody on Twitter the other day said, this is what I thought Dennis would be. And I was like, dang it. What if? <laughs> what, what if Dennis would <laughs> uh, But no, I, I, he is a lot of fun. And, you know, when you look at from the Mavs angle of this, like if he continues to be this and to be a star in this league, like this is something you see quite often. And, uh, yeah. you know, another young guy in the West that, you know, get a few more pieces And there. I mean, they've been in the playoff picture for the past year or so, so they're not going anywhere. It's a good thing. Divisions don't matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Besides schedule. That's the only thing that divisions matter for anymore. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to see jaw a lot. So, uh, We'll see Frank Nilakina have the jaw assignment. Uh, next thing, how special is this rookie class? Ooh, every just there's a new one every night. It feels like somebody's like, "Oh, there goes Chris Duarte." Ooh, go, there goes Evan Mobley. Ooh, there goes Jalen Green. Like you look at you look just go down this class. I I seen somebody say the other day, man. They said this draft class like rejuvenated the NBA, which I don't think the NBA ever died, but you know it it did add a little spark to it because there are so many good young players. I feel like we're just now seeing Cade kind of do his thing. I mean, he's only four games in Jalen green just gets buckets, but like Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, Franz Jalen green either gets buckets or he gets like, he kicks the bucket. Like There's, <laughs> there's only two gears for Jalen green and the Mavs saw him kick buckets. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, even like going down past the top, you know, five, it's, you know, you have Giddy, you have Franz in, in Orlando, and we've Scotty all watched. <laughs> love Scotty Barnes. But, like, you see the Davion Mitchell, you know, defense and stuff in Sacramento, yeah. Duarte in Indiana. Like, even Shingoon in Houston has been a lot of fun. Like, there, there's just guys up and down this board that I just, I really like this draft class. And it feels like, I mean, making an all-rookie team, some, some years you're, like, just trying to just, find people you're like yeah all right can kai jones like can we fit him on this and <laughs> it's not one of those years like there's going to be some snubs on this well i mean all love but remember didn't yogi ferrell make an all rookie team oh my gosh i think he did <laughs> right i'm gonna look that up real quick but <laughs> make sure i'm not just talking out of my butt <laughs> i'm pretty sure yogi ferrell made it that one year yep he made all rookie in 2017 <laughs> let's go yogi <laughs> with the maps <laughs> Uh oh, I miss when I miss when uh when they used to hit Yogi in the arena after yes. Farrell would hit a shot. It was, it was so good. That was great. But yeah, this rookie class is awesome. Scotty Barnes has been the big surprise. I thought that was a big mistake for the for the Raptors when they picked Scotty Barnes over Jalen Suggs, but Barnes has been exactly what they need. He's not even hitting threes yet, but he's no. been incredible defensively. He's leading the class in scoring. And he's getting a bunch of boards. He looked good against the Mavericks when they played him. He just has a couple of plays every game. Mobley has been my favorite, though. Oh, my gosh, just, man. Just watch. Like, he's the he's an NBA nerd's, like, dream. Just to watch him defend and watch him switch, like, from defending outside on the perimeter, defending inside, and the way that he can get to 
like shots. There's I was watching a game of theirs the other day, and he blocked somebody's shot, and the player that got blocked was surprised. He was like, "What the heck? Like, how did you get to that?" And then he just he got the ball and he ran out in transition and got an assist in transition. He's just one of those guys who just knows how to play. He's gonna be solid. He's like a like a not not like Hall of Fame level of of Tim Duncan, but he's like that level where he's he's just like. He's going to be solid at a lot of things, and he's right away he's good. Super special. Can already defend on the perimeter. He's just, yeah. I mean, Dallas has, you know, they got Cleveland coming up in, what, two weeks? Coming up fairly soon. And normally it's one of those games where you're like, all right, let's just get it over with. I know I'm excited for this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. I like well, some of these guys. They're 7 right now. Yeah, yeah, they're playing well. I mean, Ricky Rubio's playing awesome. And, and there's still guys we haven't seen, like, really. I mean, we're 10 games in, but, like, <clears throat> Jay, you know, Jalen Suggs, Kaminga, you know, Book Knight. Like, these are guys that were talked about before. It's like they could really hit their stride and make this class even better. Yeah, I mean, we've only seen four games of Cade. There, there's a lot of, of guys we could still see a lot of. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so my last one. Um, most of them's been pretty positive, you know, as far as after, after 10 games, the, the West is wide open. Golden oh, now State are we might... talking about Markeith Morris? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, Golden State Miami being legit. John Morant making a leap. Rookie class is special. Uh, my fifth, my fifth one is uh, the Pelicans are screwed. <laughs> like I, I mean, I just don't know. I, I kind of feel bad for like whatever fan base they have. Um, I like what are you excited about? Like, are you trying to think about Drew Brees coming back out of retirement or that is not playing in the NFL here. Are you like watching old, like Rondo clips throwing passes to boogie and AD in that one? Like, like what, what are you, are you watching Chris Paul oops to Tyson Chandler and with David West, you know, at the elbow, like what, what are you watching right now? If you're a new Orleans basketball fan and, you know, the Zion situation, you texted me in the arena the other night of uh, your observation of Zion in person. <laughs> Zion was it, there. We saw him walking across the floor and uh, he's he's beefy. Yeah. And it's like you can't like really deny that right now. And just the whole situation, ever all the reporting around it, all their moves was just super weird over the offseason. I, I don't know. I just don't know. I, I just don't know what you're like really hopeful for i mean that team was really bad the other night they have some guys i think they could flip at the deadline i mean they're one in ten like you're not coming out of this i don't care like what happens so i think Jonas can get you something garrett temple somebody will take him for a couple seconds and i i mean would you trade for for Jonas valentunas right now and oh 100 percent. yeah but what would you trade well could they take would they take josh green (laughs) would you do that Josh Green for Jonas? Yeah. Well, yeah. At the deadline? And now. Like, <laughs> we're recording this at 1045. And you know me. I don't really do the whole, like, on the pod, uh, live on the pod, I will trade this Maverick for <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, you don't other. really kick guys out of town necessarily. I don't really, it's not uh, really your do brand. that. That's kind of hard for me to do. But, uh, yeah, I would. <laughs> for, for, uh, would the Pelicans do that, do you think? No, no. I think they can get more for him. They'll they'll have some. That's yeah. true. It's gonna be like one of those OKC trades where they get a pick. They'll get a pick. Yeah, some playoff team will get him. The Somebody thing is, there's not the, a lot of teams that that really need something like that though, or are there? I don't know. I mean, I think I think a Western Conference team could get him and say, "All right, I I don't know his numbers going against Jokic, so if Jokic just destroys him every time, don't come after me." But like, 
I mean, theoretically, wouldn't a Western Conference team be like, hey, if we're going to face Denver in the playoffs, let's have Jonas to throw at Jokic. Same thing in the East. Like, if you want a big body that is actually a talented big body, would you want somebody you know, like Jonas to go against Embiid? I mean, he can shoot threes and stuff, too. He has a nice touch around the basket. Like, I love watching him play, mainly because I'm a sucker for, like, the old school bigs who, you know, typically are not in the league anymore. I like watching them play now and see how they work. What if the Mavericks had a starting lineup of, Val- of, of, of Valanchunas, Porzingis, Doncic, <laughs> Kleba? It's like all, give me all the Europeans and start them all. <laughs> Bring on a Hernan Go Mavs, brother. <laughs> there, is that all your? Is that all your five? Uh yeah, that's it. Yeah. There you go, guys. We will break down the Mavericks versus the Bulls game. Huge test for the Mavericks tonight. We'll have the breakdown of all that right after the game, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Oh, boom!